Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Create Culture podcast. If it's your first time, thank you for tuning in. I know that there are going to be valuable insights you are going to gain today. For those who have been around, thank you for tuning in again because you and I are growing. We are thinking differently. And you and I both know that when we change, things change around us. And so tune in. We have a special podcast today. We know it will be valuable, impactful, and get ready to change your thinking. So I have a question for you. What is your plan for your kids? Now, whether you're a parent now or you're one to be, do you have a plan in raising your kids? Do you have a plan in teaching them, developing them in character, developing them at home? Do you have a plan or a vision in how you desire your kids to be raised? Now, It's not all about just raising these little people into respectable adults. There is a bigger picture, and that's what we're going to discuss today. Now, as you listen through, we're going to go through several keys in parenting. Now, I want to encourage you to stick to the end where I'm going to reveal the biggest key to all of this. And if you miss it, the rest will not work to the greatest measure that it should, because there's a bigger picture to all of this. Now, this is part one to several parts that we're going to go through. Raising children is not a cookie cutter thing. Raising children is not just about doing something specific with each child and repeating the pattern over and over. There are principles in raising children, but how many of you know have been around children is that each child is different, right? I love this this quote that says that methods are many Principles are few. Methods may change, but principles never do. The atmosphere, the culture of your home can be different than mine. That is okay. There's not one parent that's better at parenting than another. We are all on a journey learning and growing together. Now, for myself, my wife and I, we we have three incredible kids. I have a 10-year-old son who is very methodical. He's the logical son, the oldest, of course. We have our our middle child, who is Juliana, and she is six, turning seven, and she's the creative butterfly, the one who sees things and all of a sudden gets distracted (laughs) because she is so creative in her mind. And then we have our newest one, uh, Giannina, who is uh, 18 months old, and, and she's a mix of both, which is really, really interesting. And in this journey, we started off not knowing what we were going to do. We went to some classes. We were plugged in with some incredible communities that we learned tips from different parents. But really, it was two main things. It was learning from others through books, through videos, through uh, actual parents who were further along than we were and had a culture and a family that we desired. And two, which I think this was the biggest one for us, was we actually included God in the mix of our parenting. Kelly and I were raised in two different types of families, and and this may be something we'll discuss in a further episode, but we repeated the same patterns that we saw And how many of you know that we tell our children or we tell others sometimes, don't do what I do, but do what I say. And how true is this, that often what is repeated and emulated is what is seen. 
not what is heard. So most of what we learn and most of the patterns that we receive and that we give off are going to be what we have seen. And now as you're listening to this, you're probably hearing my littlest yelling for me in the background. How many of us know that there are things that need to get done during the day and our children desire our attention? So it's okay to have boundaries and that'll be on another episode, but boundaries are good as long as they're feeling connected to you and they understand that they're being loved. And so as we started off asking if you had a plan, here's the reason why. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I don't mean writing down everything and sticking to it. And if you divert, you get stressed out about it. I'm talking about actually envisioning your children. What is the culture of your home? What are the values that you want to raise them on? And what is the purpose of raising your children? If it's responsible of adults, then just continue to control them. Teach them the right principles and, and that's it. Help them to be responsible. But if it's to fulfill a purpose, if it's to fulfill their destiny, the plans that God has placed in them, and the gifts and the callings for them to be nurtured and to grow, then we need to be intentional as parents in raising our children and along the way adjusting as we raise our children. Now, the good news, there are many great resources on parenting. And as I was talking about, the, the first and foremost being God. God is the Father. There is so much in His Word that teaches us about parenting and how to raise our children. It reveals the heart of God towards us as His children. Right In the Bible, there's a lot about God being a Father and us His children. And His pattern is excellent, and it is worth our time to learn from. And when we include Him and we acknowledge Him, He will teach us leading us to resources, showing us where in the word and what to do and how to treat our children. And so let's dive in. Here are a few keys to parenting powerful and effective children. The first key is this, to focus on teaching our children to think over controlling their behavior. Let me say that again, that our focus would be to teach them to think for themselves over controlling their behavior. Now, there are going to be situations where we're going to want to control their behavior. This is natural. We're in a rush. We're in a hurry. We need things to get done now. But sometimes it is better that we pause and we help them to think through a situation instead of just controlling the behavior and telling them what to do. Because when they're old enough, if we continue to control their behavior, they may break free from it and they're going to tap things that we never wanted them to do because they were under that type of control. Now, as a homeschooling parent, my wife and I now, <laughs> she's mostly the homeschool parent. Let's just, let's just put it out on the table. Okay, I do the math. I do the gym teacher type of thing, and I'm the field trip leader, okay? Proud of it. But we often teach them why on many things, okay? Starting at a young age, they're going to ask questions. Why this? Why that? And, you know, sometimes we've had enough, and we just got to tell them, okay, we're not we're not going to go into it. But the why that they ask is actually a really good thing because it means they are curious. They're not trying to test you. They're not trying to disrespect you. They are genuine in wondering why. Why are they getting grounded? Why are they getting a spanking? Why are you disciplining them the way that you are? Why sister did this and I can't? It is okay. And it is not wrong to answer them when we do it the right way. 
Now, if we shut them down immediately, just saying because I said so, now I was raised that way, it actually shuts them down from being curious and allows their curiosity to peak in other ways and in other situations apart from you, right? Parenting is all about connection. So all of these moments and all of these tips deal with connection. Are you feeling connected to them? Are they feeling connected to you as you're going through all of these? Now, what I've come to find out is that curiosity is an amazing thing. They're not challenging your authority, right? And as they ask why on things, it has actually caused me to answer these different questions on a deeper level as well as to think through things again. And I've actually changed my perspective on many things. It has allowed me to grow and has allowed our family to grow together, the parents, right, my wife and I and our children, And what else is going on here? They're seeing you and I model this behavior because this is what they're going to model. Now, the process of teaching this actually starts small. You don't, at the get-go, start telling them all these deep things and why you did this, why you did that. You begin very basic things. You model the decisions and you model these things and tell them, oh, you know, this is why I answered, you know, let's say texting. This is why I answered this text this way, right? So for my children, I sometimes will include them in conversations with the different individuals because we want them to have healthy friendships. But we give them an insight in our thinking over a situation so they can begin to see how it can be modeled in their life. Now, we model it first and then we teach them with them as they do it. And the third step in kind of like the layers of teaching them is that we allow them to then take the reins, take the wheel to make their own decisions based off of what we've taught them. Now, this whole one, two, three process, I actually, it's, it's done in many circles, right? I learned it in the Air Force, but I learned it in the restaurant is that it was you, you see, you do it with the trainer and then you do it on your own and you make the mistakes as the trainer oversees you, right? And so I, this is something that we model in our home. We show them, we do it with them, and then we let them do it themselves and we oversee them. Now, this m- must be taught according to their age and it has to be dealt with, with lots of love and grace, right? When they make mistakes, just make sure that you draw them close to you. It's all about connection. Now, you don't need to rely on yourself. You can have a community. I suggest all of you listening to get in a community. And communities can be easy to find when you're looking for them. Facebook has opened up a plethora of groups that you can join, parenting groups, even groups online in parenting, or even community groups such as a church or uh, local areas where you serve together. Now, these groups, you know, you can join, you can learn from them, you can get books You can use all these different resources that we have at our fingertips now. There are apps now for parenting, which is incredible. I did not have that when I started off. Now, here's the second thing. We're going to go into our second key in parenting, which kind of rolls right into this first key. And it's it's this. It's teaching our children to solve their own problems. Problems. Now, it goes hand in hand with thinking, right? We're teaching them to think for themselves. We're teaching them to begin to develop on their own, to have responsibility, to have accountability. All of these little things starting young at their age or in their level 
and as you have kids or you have kids now, it's according to the personality. It's according to how you know them, right? And a lot of times they can handle more than we realize, right? But here we go. Teaching them to solve their own problems. This can be difficult because our instincts as parents is to help them right away. They fall off a bike. They're trying to tie their shoes. They're trying to learn to, you know, sip water for the first time, using a fork for the first time, all these different firsts for them. But it's just easier to help them. We're compassionate, right? We're, we're parents. We want to help them. You know, and oftentimes the general consensus is the, the mother's the nurturer and the dad's kind of just the, the, the guy who oversees, right? And he makes them as a man. Well, it's a partnership, right? My wife and I, it's a partnership that we're on the same page with all of these. And as we partner, it's like our gifts, the compassion, the, the, the level of, of um, insight that I get and that I give, right? It, it, it coincides with these different tips to develop our children. Now, as you teach them to solve their own problems, you have to usher them to the solution. Again, it's all about modeling, that whatever problem they've been facing, hopefully you and I have taught them already enough information for them to begin to solve it on their own. Sometimes, and I've done this before, I've given my children pieces of information just to see what they would do. And then I would watch in a loving way, right? Just seeing what they would do to see how their minds are. Because then you begin to see how they tick and how they work, how they think, how do they solve problems. And it actually helps you to tailor your parenting to them. Now, be kind and loving and teach them by example, okay, with all of these little things. Teach them why you choose certain decisions over another and how you solve your problems. Honestly, it takes a lot more work that you're actually pausing out of your day or you're pausing for that moment because your children are around and you call them over and say, okay, come here, G, right? My kids are all the letter G. Let me tell you something. I want to share something with you. And then I begin to share with him whatever decision, whatever problem I've been having, and I begin to elaborate before him all the process of my thinking and how I decided that way, right? And for us, a lot of times, it's it's prayer. We begin with prayer. We begin with including the Lord in our lives and acknowledging him, and then how the Lord speaks to us depending on our situation. Um, one example of this in allowing them to solve their own problems is that we actually allow our kids to come with us with uh, changes in our family, right? That the smaller changes, whether it's a discipline or maybe they, they felt that there was a problem in whatever situation. And we allow them to approach us to get a change or to get it fixed in a different way, okay? Now, when I say this, there, there's, there's a couple things to this. They have to have a solution. When they come to us with a problem or a change, they have to have at least one solution. And they have to know why they have the solution. They can't just say, oh, you know, bedtime's too early. I want it to be late. I want it to be five minutes late. I ask them why. And if they have a good enough reason where maybe for that night, allowing them to think through the problem, I give it to them. I've actually won. We both won. Now, the other thing that's happening here as you teach them to solve their own problems, you're actually helping to create solutionists. Now, a solutionary, a solutionist is somebody who sees problems and connects them to probable answers or solutions. They're opportunists. They're optimistic. Now, not in personality per se. Everybody has a different personality. But an optimist always sees, you know, the half glass full. 
the optimist sees, oh, you know, there's a sunny side to the rain. The rain comes because it waters the grass. And so you're actually helping to create a positive attribute in them because they don't just come and whine as a victim. They actually come as a victor knowing that their solution could create an answer. Now, even if they get it wrong, it's okay. <laughs> Let them get it wrong. Let them get it wrong. It is really good for them. Let them struggle. Let them fail. Let them try again. This will actually create character on so many levels, my friends. So many levels, my friend. And now we're going to go into the key. You may have been waiting for this. You may have fast forwarded. I don't know. But here is the key to all of it. This is the cornerstone to all of this. The cornerstone. Corner. Corner. Ooh, what a word. Cornerstone to all of parenting. Now, the cornerstone is that main stone that holds up um, the building, right? That cornerstone, the foundation of it all. Here it is. The key to it all is you. You are the cornerstone. Now, what do I mean by that? You waited all this time and the answer is you. Well, we emulate a large percent of what we see. I modeled the parenting that I saw my dad had and my mom, and I didn't realize it for a while until I saw myself do something where I was like, I never was going to do that. And I did it anyway because it was ingrained in me, in my subconscious, and in my operating system for parenting. Unless, now here's the unless, right? Unless we change. Now, if you choose to grow and to develop personally, spirit, soul, and body, you will pick up parts of the parenting that you had. But if you choose to grow, you're going to begin to change the operating system of parenting, the software that was downloaded. You're going to begin to rewire the parenting program and you will begin to develop habits that your children will take. They're going to look at what you and I do more than what we say. And so for us, this is one of the biggest keys. We apologize often to our children. And we often explain to them the development process that we're going through as parents and how we're growing and evolving because we want them to know that it's not a static thing. Being a person's not static. We're not supposed to be static. How many of you know that water, if it's still enough, it grows bacteria and can be super harmful? But the freshest water is a spring or a river that is flowing. Now, in all of this, we need to make sure that we're instilling the humility and that we have a soft heart to learn. Now, the catch to all this is if we try to dis demand the respect to our children, demanding respect for them, right? Before we show them the love that they need, you actually breed an authority authoritative dictatorship within the home. Now, how do you think that will end up? <laughs> and that's something that you and I don't want in our houses. Now, we need to have grace with ourselves. Now, as you're learning, as you're growing, have grace, have compassion with yourself, be slow to anger, quick to apologize, instant in forgiveness, and immediate with your love towards your kids. Don't ever punish them and shun them from your love in their mistakes. Now, what I mean by that is when they make mistakes, actually pull them closer to you, 
right? Again, this is this is how God is with us. He doesn't push us away saying, I can't believe you messed up. He actually, actually pulls us closer. Now, they need you now more than ever. You hear that, parents? Or future parents, friends? Many of you have children in your lives and they need you now more than ever. You see in the media and in culture, there is a war against families and children. And this is a huge passion of mine that we would begin to grow healthy, strong, powerful, and compassionate families as a foundation, a cornerstone of this nation. That is my goal. That is my dream part of the dream because we want healthy communities. We want healthy families, healthy parents, healthy individuals. And so remember, these children that are in your lives, they need you more than ever, regardless of their age. I hope this helped. This is part one of several parts in parenting. It's not the last one because there's so much in parenting and so many things that that we picked up in parenting that has helped us and we just want to help you. Take this apart. Take what you, what you can, right? Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Take what is valuable for you in parenting and make it your own. Take the principles and make it your own. And I look forward to seeing your family flourish. And remember, my friends, if you want to see a change in the world, you need to be the change. You need to think differently. And let's create culture together. Hey, family, thank you for joining today on the Create Culture Podcast. We thank you for joining. We appreciate you. We value you. Thank you for hitting the subscribe button, sharing it with your friends, finding that one person that you know that if they were around, they would have gained great value from today. I hope you have a great day and God bless you.